Dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Dropping the Hammer with Daniel McFadden. I'm yours truly, Daniel McFadden. And uh, with me, as always, is my podcasting friend and uh, birthday boy, uh, James Crow. Hello, How's it everyone. going, birthday boy? It's, <laughs> it's going. It's like, uh, yay, I'm older. That's good. You don't I know guess. how much older, apparently. Yeah, I have a pretty close guess, but... Like I said, once you turn 21, all the major milestones are just done, and eventually you just kind of lose track. Well, I'm going to say you're 35. That's just my guess. But yeah, it's uh, Thursday, April 22nd, 2021, uh, and we're four days after uh, the Cup Series race at Richmond Raceway, and three days uh, before the Cup Series race at Talladega Super Speedway. Um, uh, First off, me and Crow, we got our race picks. I'm clearly wrong. Uh, for Sunday's last Sunday, uh, but we we chose the guys who dominated the race, but just not the winners. I took Martin Truex Jr. and uh, Crow. You took uh, Denny Hamlin. They led a lot of laps, did not win. That went to Alex Bowman, uh, who uh, snuck in at the last second and got his first win of the year, his third career win, and his first win in the number forty-eight. And that happened on the same day that Jimmy Johnson made his much-anticipated IndyCar debut in the number 48 for Chip Ganassi Racing. So, a big day for the number 48, and you can read my column this week about that at frontstretch.com. Uh, all right, Crow, Sunday's race at Richmond. What did you think? Um, kind of like, I pretty much had the same uh, take as I did for um, the last race, and that there's a few a few details that I remember, but I don't know, it just wasn't that memorable. It was basically just like Hamlin up front. I know that... Uh, there was that one uh, issue with the uh, was it was it Newman's caution where it put a, lo- a lot of people lap down just because of the pit um, pit cycle. Yeah, that yeah, there was uh, a caution and six people who would have been lapped down otherwise were still on the track, hadn't pitted yet, um, and so they got to be on the lead lap again and help them actually get back up farther into the field, like uh, Kozlowski. Daniel Suarez and a few others. So yeah, uh, but there were, was only two natural cautions in this race. Um, so and one probably, of them allowed out. Yeah, which is probably yeah. why it isn't that you know that memorable. It's a pretty, pretty normal race with Hamlin, well, no. just yeah. Hamlin leading the charge until the very end. Well, which is weird because this is the third straight race where Hamlin had a really good shot at the win, and then it got you know, ripped out from underneath him at the last second. But he still leads the points. He's still the points leader. (laughs) He just can't win a race. Um, Yeah, it's so weird. He's so consistently good, but then he makes those just tiny little mistakes. Like, like I think the, was the race start or the first restart where he uh, missed a shift? Uh, yeah. Uh, he like spun tires or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The the, the initial race start, so... But didn't hurt him. Like, he didn't lose really any spots. He was in second by lap two or whatever. But, yeah, he he's... It's really, really weird. I've, I haven't really seen anything like that this before, where the guy who is just clearly dominating the field can't win and is leading the points after nine races. And we're going to Talladega, where he has a history of winning. He has uh two wins. I think it's two wins. Two wins, yeah. And last year... And uh, 
in 2014. Um, so he, he has a string of races or tracks that he's good at. And um, Talladega is the latest one. But yeah, lots of green, long green flag runs at Richmond, um, which people typically want, um, but it didn't turn into, it didn't produce any memorable racing, which was weird because I, I believe that, um, you know, day races at Richmond are better, but it was an overcast day race. So I think that might have played a part in it. But yeah, not, not a memorable race, memorable finish with Alex Bowman was not, I don't think anyone was, chose him to win. He had a fast car all day, but it just didn't look like he was going to be there at the end. And he was. Weirdly, this is the the second race in a row that I've noticed that the leader, um, got a little loose coming out of the final turn as they crossed yeah. the finish line. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, he got wicked sideways. And I was hoping to ask him about it afterwards after the race. Like, Hey, did you, did you do that on purpose? How close were you to just actually losing it right there before the first start finish line? But I didn't get that chance. Uh, but th- yeah, I definitely noticed that, but um, it was really weird comparing this race to Martinsville. There were a lot of cards at Martins, a lot of cautions at Martinsville. So it never, didn't really feel at times like a lot happened in that race, despite there being, you know, that slow motion wreck. Yeah. And, and in this race, not a lot of cautions didn't feel like a lot happened. So opposite ends of the spectrum. So, uh, but, but I said going into last weekend, Richmond's not my favorite short track. And, um, that this, this race kind of showed why, yeah. what, what, what stood out to you about a Richmond race? I mean, it, it's never a good sign when you, um, you, you just, you decide to take notes while you're watching and you just forget about writing <laughs> things down. <laughs> nothing happens for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't write down notes during races, but I'm like, um, I type up like stuff and i I typically like at certain parts in the race, I'm saying like, here's the top 10 top 10 wasn't changing much. <laughs> so just like ditto ditto. <laughs> so yeah, basically, but yeah. All right. So, Alex Bowman's your winner. We've had eight different winners in nine races. The only multi-race winners, Martin Jr. Eight eight of the nine races have seen the winner win their first race on that track or that track surface um, so far, with Truex's win at Martinsville being the exception. And now we're going to go to Talladega, which is, you know, its own animal. Um, but before we get to Talladega, let's get to our weekly segment what what time is it crow it is time to find out how michael mcdowell did otherwise known as mcdowell watch watch. (laughs) all right so our intrepid daytona 500 winner michael mcdowell uh he started the race in 23rd but uh, he finished uh, in 27th, four laps down, uh, giving him two straight pretty uh, bad finishes for for McDowell on short tracks this year. Uh, he's now 17th in the points. Uh, that's minus one from the week before following Martinsville. Uh, he's currently wedged in between Chris Buescher and Matt Benedetto in the points. Um he finished stage one and 28th, uh, in stage two, uh, he finished 27th, exactly where he finished. And according to his race recap, 
during the final stage, during the long green flag runs. Again, limited the team's ability to make any large adjustments, and he would take home the 27th position. According to McDowell, it was a tough race for our number 34 Loves Travel Stops team at Richmond Raceway. We started out on the tight side of things and just struggled to roll. The center of the corners, I felt like our long run speed was pretty decent, but unfortunately, we went a few laps down, and with limited amount of cautions, it just made it difficult for us to regain the lead lap. Looking at the positives, we certainly learned a few things, which we'll add to our notebook for when we come back to Richmond in the fall. I wish we could have had a better points for our partners. All right, and now we go to Talladega. Uh, Talladega, where Mr. McDowell has 20 career starts. Uh, that includes nine DNFs. Uh, his best finish there came in 2019 when he finished fifth. It's his only top five and his only top ten finish there. In those 20 starts, he's only led two laps, and he has an average finish of 29.4. Um, so be, being the Daytona winner, Mr. McDowell, he has some expectations that come with that going into Talladega, but it is a different track. It's a 2.66-mile super speedway instead of 2.5, and unlike Daytona, it's really wider, so um, it allows... Slightly more forgiving in case something bad happens to you. You have more escape routes, more room to work with. I prefer it to how they get to Daytona just because of that alone. What are you looking forward to uh, out of Talladega, Mister Birthday Crow? I hope we have a. I hope we have a race on par with uh, Daytona. The, <laughs> oh boy, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like uh, just something exciting. Um, hopefully, we get another first-time winner. So I think that would be fun to continue the trend on the season. Um, although, you know, if McDowell wins, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know how much you remember about the Daytona 500 Crow, but after the, the the wreck on, like, lap 17 and then the rain delay, not a lot happened until the, the last lap of that race. <laughs> well, take the good parts. I hope we have more of that. Well, I, I don't know what the good parts were. I guess it's McDowell winning. Okay, hopefully McDowell wins. There. <laughs> I just remember right. I have a very like rosy like memory of that now because of apparently I'm standing uh, Michael McDowell. You're standing, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, go, going into to, to Talladega, McDowell will start 23rd. Um, on the pole is Denny Hamlin uh, and Alex Bowman, who won, of course won at Richmond. He will start fifth. Anyway, going into this race, like like you said, uh, you're hoping for you're hoping for a first time winner. The season, first time winner on the track, which would you which would you prefer? Um, I hope I want someone just completely out of left field again. Yeah. I don't know. Who who are some of the people that are uh is there anyone making their first first debut? I know we have our, our controversy that we can get to later. But uh Um <laughs> But uh, is yeah. there any first time Yes Cup driver. Are are you ready to feel are you ready to feel old, Crow? I already feel old. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, there is a first-time cup starter this weekend in uh, 20-year-old uh, Harrison Burton, uh, the son of former cup driver and NBC sports analyst Jeff Burton. The He competes for uh, Joe Gibb Racing in the Xfinity Series. Uh, and with his start Sunday in the number 96 for Gaunt Brothers Racing Crow, he is the first driver born in the 21st century. To make a cup start. Yeah, I feel old. <laughs> oh, 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 can we get 
that little snippet of you just saying that right now. <laughs> be able to replay that whenever we need it. Yeah, I feel old. <laughs> so I, I don't like it makes me feel old because I went to Jeff Burton's first Cup win at Texas Motor Speedway. That was my first race. So no, now uh, his son is making his Cup debut, and yeah, he's he's the first Y two K kid to make a Cup start. Do, do you remember this correctly? Isn't Jeff Bert Burton the only driver to lead every lap at a race? Yeah, New Hampshire. That, that was bad. <laughs> that was the worst race. Yeah. They put restricted plates on the car after the deaths of uh, Kinnear One Jr. and Adam Petty at the track yeah. early the, early in the year. So, yeah, that happened. Um, but anyway, all right. So, I think we're going to have a first-time winner of the season. I think my pick for, is Brad Keselowski. We, there are nine active Cup drivers who have wins at Talladega. Um, Brad Keselowski, he has five wins. Uh, Joey Logano has three. Jenny Hamlin has two. Ryan Blaney, who's won one race each of the last two years there, has two. Uh, and you have one, two, three, four, five drivers who have won each. Uh, Eric Almarola, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And two drivers who really need something good to happen for them right now are Harvick and Busch. But they're not really great at Talladega. Uh, Harvick's win there came in 2010. Kyle Busch's came in 2008. And they haven't been really running up front this year. So, um, but if I remember correctly, Bush led a little bit at the uh, Daytona 500 before he got into an incident. But all right. But yeah, really, those are all my talking points that I got. So what do you want to talk about, if anything, now, Crow? Well, to clarify, your your pick is... is Brad Kozlowski. Kozlowski. Brad Kozlowski. And I guess mine, yes. by default, is uh, Harrison Burton. <laughs> oh, God. Really? No. Really? You just got to. I, I can't. I can't. I can't go with it. Now, I think it's going to. I'm going to continue our trend of picking, uh, one of us at least, picking um, Martin Truex Jr. All right. He, he's never won a super speedway race. That's like the only thing he hasn't won at in the Cup Series is a super speedway race. Yeah. So. I feel like he, um, he's just. He's kind of at like one of these like career peaks right now as far as his driving ability. So. I've got a feeling like he's he's going to be up front at the end of the race. I can't remember. He's been close to winning at Daytona a few times here in the last, basically since 2016 when Denny Hamlin beat him in the 500 in a photo finish. Um, and he almost won at Daytona in the July race two years ago. Uh, but he got passed in the last lap by Eric Jones. But he hasn't really been a, from my memory, a front runner at Talladega. I'm, I might be wrong, but Kozlowski, he, he's very good at super speedways, but he's been wrecking a lot lately. His last win at Talladega was in 2017, so it's been a while. But, you know, other drivers have gone even longer. But yeah, the, my pick, Brad Kozlowski, yours, uh, Martin Truex Jr. I thought, I, I was beginning to think you're, you're just going to start picking Denny Hamlin. You're just going to ride or die Hamlin until he actually wins. No, I, I don't know. Like... <laughs> I just there's something weird going on with his driving right now. I don't I don't know what it is, but you can just you can just tell, like he he's doing extremely well, but he's also making little mistakes that cost him. Yeah, and he's not he's not making mistakes on pit road. His pit road crew yeah. was fire in Richmond. So yeah, so I I just I don't know. I I don't think he's gonna win like at Talladega. 
All right, so um, this was kind of a short episode this week. Uh, hopefully you can listen to it on your drive home from work either Friday or Saturday if you work Saturday. So this has been uh, Dropping the Hammer with Dan McFadden. I'm Dan McFadden. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dan McFadden or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Dan McFadden. You, you can watch all uh, our videos that we've produced as part of this show so far. Uh, Crow, where can they find the you, the birthday boy? Um, I am DTH Crow on Twitter, and that's it. it well, how have your uh, Twitter misadventures been this this week? Oh, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, we saw the uh, it the Jennifer Jo Cobb controversy, and then the yeah, uh, what was the other controversy? Keelan Harvick. Oh yeah, eight eight year old iRacing racing driver. So. That, that, those were the headlines that defined the week. So, um, not the, not really the attention you NASCAR wants that they've kind of, well, actually Keelan being in that iRacing thing, that's a Fox thing. Yeah. I don't take those iRacing events seriously at all. That, 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 that did not make, make it any better. So well, Fox needs to step in and, uh, maybe rectify the other situation while well, he's too late now, but you know. Well, yeah, Jennifer Joe Cobb was set to make her um, cup debut this weekend with Rick Ware Racing, but uh, NASCAR didn't approve her for NASCAR because of a uh, track record that, despite you know making more well over a hundred truck series starts in her career, she, apparently she didn't have enough lead lap finishes to warrant being allowed to make her cup debut, which is just kind of ridiculous, uh, given who else they've approved in the last few years if this is a result of them changing i think changing their litmus tests for getting a cup license good i guess because there, there needs to be strict rules but jennifer Jacob she she shows up at the track pretty much every week in the truck series and um in a though she's a back marker she was going to be in a back marker car so i don't see how that's really any different so it sucks for her. Sucks for NASCAR. She would have been the first woman in a cup race uh, since Danica Patrick a few years ago. What are your thoughts on, on that whole thing, Crow? I mean, I am not really educated enough to uh, have a concrete opinion, but I don't know. It, it just it seems like a bad decision for uh, just over. It just seems like they made the they did it went about it in the worst way or something. I don't know. It just looks bad. It feels bad. Oh, yeah. Yes, it definitely <laughs> looks bad. Um, like apparently, like she, they didn't. They just assumed that Cobb was still good to go for Cup, and then they announced the deal, and then Cup's like, "No, you're still not. You have to resubmit your stuff, uh, your application, or whatever." And it was denied. So, hopefully, she gets a chance at some point this year. Um, but yeah, a very unfortunate and a bad look by NASCAR. All right. Anyway, after our first false finish, here's our actual. I guess our overtime finish. So, um, thanks for listening. Uh, you can watch the Xfinity series at Talladega Saturday, and then uh, the Cup series on Sunday. Their broadcast starts at, I believe, 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox. So, there you go. Another episode in the can. Uh, I'm Dan McFadden, and with me has been Crow. Thank you, guys, and talk to you next week. See ya. <laughs>